Hey everybody, I am excited to have David here. He is the CRO of User Testing and you know, he's, he's a big company. So I'm really excited to chat with him about product-led growth and you know, all about the model and how they've used this model into their, their company. How's it going, David? How are things with you this morning or afternoon? It's, uh, it's going great. Great to uh, be chatting with you. It's a uh, little bit of a crazy time in this area of the world because we've mm. had fires in Northern California. So the oh, air is, is quite thick and we're thinking about all of those who are worried about their homes right now. But fortunately, we've had a little bit better weather, weather recently. So mm. uh, um, some of that has gotten a little bit better. Well, that's, that's sad to hear. But, you know, I hope things are going well where you're at. Yeah. Before we get started, I love asking this question, like, what do you do for fun outside of work? Like, do you have a hobby, favorite vacation spot? Yeah, you know, I am super fortunate that I have uh, four wonderful children and uh, and a wonderful spouse. Two of them are married and we have grandchildren. So we spend a lot of time with our family. We're also involved in our church and I actually sing and play in the praise band at church. and. Cool. We're quite involved in uh, fitness. My wife and I do a lot uh, to, to try to stay fit and stay young. We're fortunate to be young grandparents, so we, we want to do that for a long time. <laughs> cool. That's funny. I'm part of the praise band here at my church, too. What Are you really? instrument do you play? Yeah, I play guitar. I play rhythm guitar. I'm always careful with that because uh, there, there's two kinds of guitar. <laughs> I play rhythm guitar, and I, know. And I sing, funny. so uh, it's a blessing for sure. I love that. That's cool to know. Anyways, let's let's jump in. Let's talk about product like growth. I'm really excited to talk about this. Before we do, like, what is user testing for our listeners who might not know what it is? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great. I appreciate the question. Yeah, let's start with the belief statement. And um, you know, we believe that all teams, right? All companies, all people are trying to do something uh, in this business world that we live in, and even more so in the world that we live in today. Uh, need access and should have access to fast customer feedback mm. so they can gain a, a human perspective uh, and build empathy, right, by understanding what their customers and prospects need so they can have confidence when they're building um, experiences and products and solutions and whatever they are. So we provide a software solution that enables them to do that. Mm. I mean, it's it's when you look at, I mean, there's a, there's a quote from Gartner that I probably should have had in front of me here, but it basically says, 89% of marketers will tell you that they base their success going forward on customer experience. Mm. There's a quote from Forrester who will tell you 1% do it effectively. And we believe, and our customers tell us, that that's because they're not getting fast enough feedback from their customers and prospects. So it creates this empathy gap, if you will. And we have a platform that allows you to pick your demographic, exactly who you want to get feedback from, and within very, very short period of time, get a series of narrated videos going through and taking a look at your digital property. Mm. It could be mobile, could be you know website, it could, or physical. It could be a store. You you know now with a device, you can go around with a store and and look at the experience that you have, no matter what it is, and they get immediate feedback. So we have customers that will have an argument at eight thirty in the morning <laughs> at a, on a meeting, go run some tests on uh, the user testing solution, come back to a meeting at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock with sh some videos showing, here's my point, right? This is why we got to make sure we're paying attention. So we have customers that are across 
every vertical, because mm. as you know, every single kinds of company has a digital property. Everybody's got to go through this digital revolution. And what was going to be another 10 years is like being sped up into like one year, given the pandemic that we're in the midst of. So even more important mm. to be able to get that feedback. So that's what we try to do. That's super cool. I've actually used uh, user testing before for, for a company to do exactly what you're talking about, like optimizing that customer experience. Yes, the whole shift in customer experience, and I'm shifting over to product-led growth, is there's yeah. been a shift with, you call it just a term, right? There, some people have been doing this for some time now. But I'm curious particularly about for user testing, what's that yes. journey been for, for product-led yeah. growth? Yeah, it's, a little, it's an interesting one. Originally, when um, Daryl and Dave, who founded the company 12, 13 years ago, when they originally were getting going, they had a product that you, you know, that basically just on the website that you could get in and just run a test. Mm. And you pay a specific fee to run a test. So it was, it was it was really straightforward, sort of you know do it yourself kind of product, and that really helped them learn and grow a panel that we have that's that's getting close to two million worldwide of of, wow. of participants that you can get feedback from. But along the way, as you as you know, they needed to build a business, and they needed part of building the business was to focus on building an enterprise business, uh, customers with a cut, you know Fortune two thousand and all that, and they did really successful. I came in about two and a half years ago with a, with a new CEO that the founder brought in. So great transition. And we've grown it uh, substantially. So we went, we sort of started there in a lot of ways and then purposely moved the whole business to enterprise. And now mm. we're coming back to product-led growth in a few ways. So first of all, we are looking for ways in the product to help our customers see opportunities of leveraging things in the product that they may not have known about that they can quickly get access to and start to use. We've got, uh, as you know, uh, we have ability to have free trial on the website. Now we, with that free trial, we, we're not at the point where it meets, and I'll, you know, I'm sure you're gonna ask me about the criteria for great product-led growth. So it doesn't really meet those yet. Mm. So we wanna make sure that we're ensuring a great process for our prospects and customers. So we're still hand-holding in that trial process. But where we're going is we wanna have a seamless uh, ability for a person to get on the, the site, be able to quickly download, get quickly to value, test it out, get some value, do some things with it, and then have a seamless growth into leveraging the entire platform. So we are working on that now. Yeah, so much follow-up question to that response. Thank you, Thank you so <laughs> much for that. Great. Fire great. away. <laughs> First question I have is, you, you talked about the free trial experience. One of the big questions for companies who are enterprise, who are trying to adopt a product like go-to-market strategy is free trial or freemium. And I'm curious, what was the discussion with your with your CEO and the, the rest of the leadership team at user testing? Why free trial? So I would say that when you have an enterprise business and you're trying to find ways to leverage the, a product-led mm-hmm. strategy you usually try start with a trial because mm. it, it gives you the ability to ensure a good experience. It's not where you want to end up because the perfect, as we both know, product-led experience freemium model is that they get to value immediately on mm. their own. That's nirvana. That's what we're looking for. But when you're an enterprise business, first step, it's a free trial that we have the ability to get in and make sure it's a great experience. When now I've been in the other situation in my career as well, where a company starts mm. with product-led growth. I've been in a couple like that, that where you start with product-led growth, you start with a solution that gets to value just like, <laughs> I mean, like immediately, right? And that's what's required. And then you grow that into 
an enterprise business, which we can talk more about if you'd like over time. But you're start- so it really depends on where you started from my perspective. And we really moved to and have a substantial enterprise business. So we're working starting with that mm-hmm. free trial. That's a great response. Another question that comes to mind is your the leadership team decides let, let's do free trial. What was required to launch this without you know making sure that let's just do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, really looking at you know, can we provide a great experience mm. quickly? So even though we will have, since it's a free trial, we'll have the ability to interact and communicate with the customer, we wanted them to quickly be able to, to get access and, and leverage the solution. Our solution inherently has been the mainstay of it is to be a a very deep, powerful platform, often used by researchers in uh, enterprise companies that, you know, some of them have PhDs. I mean, they're they're really, really smart. They know how to, you know, Ansel, they go into really lots of detail. So one of the things we've done with our product is we've built out templates. So now someone who's let's say a VP of marketing or a VP of product that doesn't think in terms of doing deep research. They think in terms of how do I get quick feedback from customers? We have templates because as you know, we're all better editors than we are authors, right? So they can get on rather than starting from scratch, they can get on, look at a template that's specifically for something that they're you know in the neighborhood of what they're looking for, be an editor and put that together. So we wanted to make sure we had that experience set up for that trial before we went out to the trial. We did that, we have that, and, and we're leveraging that now. That totally makes sense. You're, I love you keep repeating experience. I think that at the end of the day is something that you have to really amplify with this. With that, I'm curious as well on why people need to apply for the free trial. And I'm guessing it's to make sure that the leads come into our, our quality or it's like you just want to make sure that people are getting are successful with, with user testing. That's the key. We want to make sure they have a good experience. And no question that we will get to a point where they can have that great experience without having to be touched. Mm. But uh, until we're there, we want to make sure that we're able to ensure the good experience. Mm. So that brings up the question, what do you need to implement so that that you get to that point where it's like touchless, free trial experience? What are you looking to implement? Yeah, it's that ability to just immediately get to mm. what it is that you're trying to do. And, you know, there's there's uh, certainly companies that have done well with that and have started out there. I think of companies like, I remember Yammer was a social company that uh, ended up getting purchased by Microsoft. And, you know, they had this solution that you could, you know, I could log on and say, hey, I want to set up a, a social network with you, Romley. I'm going to, you know, reset. I invite you into that social network and you say, hey, I'm going to go invite Susan over here and all of a sudden, we have a three-person network. We didn't have to do anything except for invite somebody, and we can immediately start communicating, and therefore, it could become viral because then you invite somebody, it gets more and more value the more people you invite. That's one of my favorite examples of, of a product-led growth solution. And then there was a whole strategy for then, how do you go take that to the enterprise and get it paid for at some point down the line? Uh, I've been in others where, you know, there's lots of examples. Uh, you probably have a better job of bringing up some of them than me, but, you know, where you get on board and you download, you know, one piece of code, put it into your solution, and it's working. It's working in, mm. you know, like minutes. And then you put in, you know, you get a certain amount of access. And then at some point it says, hey, if you want to do more, you got to put in a credit card. And then, you know, you put in a credit card and it starts to rally up on the credit card. And then at some point, you'll get a call from somebody. They might call themselves customer success. They might call themselves sales. Who knows? 
Um, but they're going to call you up and say, hey, you know, you're using this a lot. Do you want to do put together a more of an enterprise agreement? So both of those models are super effective. But both of those situations are ones where the company started in that mm. mode. They started yeah. with that mode. So we're, you know, again, $100 million company in the enterprise business, selling to enterprise companies. And we're building that at this point now. So we're working on that. And we're going to make sure that's a really great experience for people to be able to leverage themselves before we launch it. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, they, so shifting like a $100 million business, it's like trying to move a, a ship over to uh, slightly changing the direction. I'm really curious as to the why of the user testing leadership team. Why are you guys doing this now? Yeah, well, I think that like many, you know, all of us uh, pre-public technology companies, you know, we're, we're trying to get lots of growth and we want to mm. reach lots of customers. We feel like we've got a solution that is super valuable for lots of organizations to use. Uh, I should make the point that it's not just companies, it's it could be government, nonprofit, whatever the case may be. We have lots of universities that use it as well, but we want to get it into uh, as many hands as possible. Mm. Um, and we also want to continue building up our panel strength globally so uh, all of that is something that we want to get to more people and touch more people. And, and I think that that product-led growth model, premium model, really helps with that. Mm, that makes sense. Another question I have for you is regarding the sales team. There must be like a whole shift into the mindset with the salespeople where, you know, traditionally they might be cold calling or they, they might have like MQLs and SQLs and this whole like longer sales cycle and now like product like growth comes in and they have to kind of shift their role. What does that look like at user testing with, with the sales function? Yeah, I will say, and this might be a little controversial. I don't feel like it's as different mm. as people think it is. Yeah. You know, the main thing that our salespeople do, I mean, the first conversation might change a little bit, but it's not that different, right? Because mm. whether they get into a contact with a customer that hasn't used it before. Okay, so in that conversation, you're going to have a conversation about, you know, kind of like you asked me, you know, what do you guys do? And you kind of talk about mm. your value proposition. That's the difference, right? That little mm. that upfront piece, which you're right, might be done by marketing helps with that. You have sales development teams that kind of help with that process. In a product-led growth scenario, the lead, if you will, comes as someone is leveraging your product. And so it, you might call it a warmer lead. Because they're, mm. I mean, it's not, you might just call it, it is a warmer lead, right? They're, you're able to follow <laughs> up with a customer or a company that's using your product. And instead of calling up and saying, you know, hey, let me tell you about what it is we deliver, you call up and say, how's it going? Right? Mm, you know, how, how are yeah. you, how, how's your experience with leveraging user testing? Right? So it changes you, frankly, into the part of sales that most salespeople like the best, which is not necessarily the cold calling, but it's the engaging with the customer. Yeah. focusing in on the value that they're trying to achieve uh, and then helping them understand the ways that they can leverage the platform. So I, I really so think good. that that doesn't change that much, you know, in terms of of where that goes and then that solution mm. selling that you do over time with that customer. That totally makes sense. I want to talk a little bit about something you mentioned earlier where, you know, you want to make sure that the whole experience from the free or free trial to upgrading is seamless. And you're you're starting to already right. talk about this with this, the sales and the, this whole customer success cycle. Why is that so important that, to make sure that whole experience is super seamless? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's, it really comes down to the ability to transition the company from a freemium customer to a paying customer. I mean, because ultimately, 
that is the goal. I mean, if we're, if you're a, you know, ultimately you're trying to get them to the point where they're paying you as a customer. And what happens is if that transition from freemium to paying is not seamless, then you're giving them in essence, an opportunity to make a different decision. I mean, all the work, if you do this right, all the work that you put into a quick jump to value in the beginning, right? Mm. That quick jump to that ability to get on and quickly uh, get to value. It's sort of lost if then, okay, now I've been using it for for a month or two months or three months or six months, whatever. And I want to move forward. And now I'm like, okay, I want to use more of it. I want to get more people leveraging the platform. I want to do this, this, this. And now I'm told by the company, oh, you've got to now sort of, you know, step back and implement something else. Let's just say, put it that way. Then you immediately give that prospective customer the not just the opportunity, but you put them in the in a you make it hard for them because now they've got to go into a decision process. And of course, mm. for you as a company, from your perspective, you're immediately inviting them to go look at competitive ways of getting this done. And for the customer perspective, you're making it hard for them. And the whole idea of the freemium model is to make it as seamless a path as possible from when they're using you for free to when they're paying you lots of dollars. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, paying you lots of dollars. I know when we chatted about like topics to discuss, you mentioned this, but you've already mentioned a lot of it. And this is a great way to summarize all the points that you made. What are key requirements to teams who are considering adding product-led go-to-market strategy? Like you've already mentioned quite a few, but you know, if you could summarize that. Yeah, I maintain that you know success in a company like this, in this technology world that we live in, comes from two main things. It's great product market fit. Mm. and great work by great people. You know, you put those two things together and that's how great companies are built. And so the work that you do early on on your product market fit, really understanding that is super important. And then specific to product-led growth and the freemium model, as we've talked about, I mean, the, the level of understanding you have to have to really know that somebody can get to value. I will tell you, I have seen many founder CEOs talk themselves into thinking their product is easy to use and it's not. I mean, you just, you know, you almost want to use a, a solution like ours to go get feedback from, from people, from feedback, you know, from real people, watch them do it. How easy is it? It's got to be, I call it the mother-in-law test, right? Can my mother-in-law do it, right? It's, it's got to be something that's really, really easy to get to value. But the quicker you can get to the most value, the more successful you're going to be. That's the equation that's most important. And then there's that seamless jump right? Don't make the customer work. <laughs> Don't give the customer uh, an additional project to do to get to the point where they're paying you because you're inviting them to go look at other options on how to do this in that project. So that's critical. Obviously, along the way, the pricing and packaging is super important. So how you charge for it is going to be really important to consider your options because you want them in the perfect world as you're going up this transition from free to paying you, you know, you're doing it in a way the customer feels good about, right? Mm. I mean, you're doing it in a way that the customer kind of feels good about the fact that they're, okay, now I'm paying more money, but I'm getting more value. And you want that value curve, if you will, to stay ahead of the pricing curve. And as long as that value curve is ahead of the pricing curve, the customer is going to gladly go down the journey with you because they're getting tons of value for it. So that that's the that's probably the biggest thing I would say. Mm. I love what you said. Everybody thinks their product is easy to use until you do use user testing or get your mother-in-law to test it in. You know, that reality hits your, what you think it is, but, you know, that's a really great point. Yeah. I could almost, if I, if I can comment on that, I think if you find yourself arguing with people 
about how easy it is to use. It's not easy to use. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> it's so good. You're right. Yeah. It's like if you have to argue with people, that's easy. if it's easy to use, then it just works. It just does it. You, you don't it have to. It just works. Yeah. You don't have to say anything else about it. I want to get your one or two pieces of advice to start wrapping up for you know, for enterprise teams or sales-led teams who are trying to make that transition into product-led, definitely user testing is probably a little bit ahead for a lot of companies, a lot of enterprise companies who are still making this journey. What would be your one or two pieces of advice to their leadership team? Yeah, I think that sales people and sales leadership often make the mistake of being threatened by product-led growth, being threatened by freemium. I hear this a lot right? That's the sales team or the CRO whoever's saying, oh, don't do that, right? You're going to take off dollars. You're going to take away, right, from what we're selling. And they're really missing the point. Obviously, you get a, you have to do it right and you have to do it well. But if done well, the freemium model and the product-led growth model, it builds your pipeline. And anybody who knows how to build an enterprise sales company, it's about the pipeline. We can talk about everything else we want to, but if you don't have a pipeline, of opportunities for your sales team to go after, you're not going to scale. So this is a phenomenal way to build pipelines. So my biggest guidance to people on the sales side is if, if because it's going to be done, the actual work will be done by the product people. You know, the product people will do most because that's where you get a seamless experience to value, right? So my biggest advice would be embrace it, welcome it, because it's going to help build your pipeline. And now your salespeople, instead of spending 30% of their time or 50% of their time or, or more prospecting, they can be talking to warm leads, talking to cust- people who are leveraging your product, getting value out of your solution today. And how cool is that? That is so good. I love your I love your passion and energy for, for this topic. I really do love it. Yeah, no, I really do. I've just seen it work. It's exciting. I've gotten this question myself, and I'm curious what your thoughts are for whether, and I'm, I'm making a generalized statement that all enterprise companies should consider product-led or maybe just some. Like, what, what, What's your thoughts on that? Is it all or just like a specific subset of enterprise companies? Yeah, Romy, that's a good question. The biggest thing, if back to those hurdles, and if you have a product that I mean, let's give it. Let's give an extreme solution, right? If you're let's let's go back to the days of on-prem enterprise software that took 18 months to implement, <laughs> right? That's sort of the epitome of the opposite of mm. freemium or or product-led growth, right? You, there's no way that you had a product that you could put into that model and be successful. So it really comes down to: Do you have a product and a business model that allows for this? Because I will say that I have seen. Unfortunately, I would even say it's a majority of companies who go down Mm. this path probably don't succeed. And it's because all of their muscle, all of their mental ability, all of their experience is on building an enterprise solution. And when you're selling an enterprise solution to enterprise customers, you get time. They will allow you to spend some time implementing. They will go through a process with you and a journey to get them up and running, right? It's a completely different go-to-market model and mindset than what we're, we've been talking about for the last half hour with freemium and, and product like go. So really be careful. I really urge people, be careful that you don't start betting on something that you don't understand at all. Go get some people from some places that have done this and done it successfully. Because the last thing you want is to have a 
really strong enterprise business and start wasting calories on something that's not going to work. So you really want to make sure you've got that right. That's so good. Thank you so much for your time. And last question, where can people find out more about you? Do you want them to follow you on LinkedIn? And also, where can people find out more about user testing? Yeah, usertesting.com. We'd love to have you come visit. Check us out. You know, yes, I am on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm probably not as good a networker as some. <laughs> so come and take a look if you want to. Uh, more importantly, I'd love to have you come to usertesting.com and love to have you learn more about what we're doing. We are one of these companies that's uh, at the front end of a new kind of solution. So it's not like we've got uh, you know multi-billion dollar companies out there telling everybody about what we do. So we're evangelizing and, and we'd love to have you come check us out. We provide a ton of value and when it comes to, to making good decisions for business. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, David. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.